0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 6.18 a.m. East Coast time. It is Saturday, November 23rd. We have a very nice nine-game slate today. I think there's 10 total games in the slate, but one starts at five. So we have a nice nine-game NBA DFS slate. Before we get into it, welcome to the channel and the podcast if you are new here. My name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA and the mlb streets i appreciate you taking the time to listen and watch this show today and if you have any questions at all you can drop them down below in the comments i appreciate it. if you hit the subscribe button if you get any value from this or do a five-star rate and review, download the podcast whatever it might be over on the podcast platforms that is the best way um, to really help and support this channel and the content that i produce also in the description down below are my social medias. Instagram, I release some exclusive content over there, and I let you know when things on Patreon are totally free. That is linked up down below, is Instagram and Twitter, at SavageDFS, as well as a Facebook page for the people who do not have those types of other outlets and want to just kind of hang out in the community over on Facebook, Savage P- Facebook page. My Patreon is also linked up down below. My exclusive content every single day for the NBA, there are projections and my player pools updated throughout the day up until lock and even after lock. So you can check those out down below. There's more information about them as well as all of my NFL stuff. If you are also interested in multiple sports, there are packages over there. So that's, that's all my, me. I'm an independent content creator. So if you get any value, you can check out all those things as well as free strategy guys. There's also those down below, one for basketball, one for the NFL. I do want to point out that Fantasy Draft is the sponsor of today's show. And Fantasy Draft, you just don't have Rake over there. You get charged a processing fee of like twenty point, uh, a quarter of a percent every time you deposit. You get charged a subscription fee if you wish, if you play more than $100 a month, which I mean, a lot of people probably do. You can go over there and you can figure it out what you want to do with your subscription fees, um, how much you want to charge there. It's, it's a couple different packages, but really it's just going to equivalent out to like one to two percent a month, depending on how much you deposit, compared to 10 to 15 percent of rake, which is just the amount the company takes off in DraftKings and FanDuel's cases. So check it out. It's Fantasy Draft. It's linked up down below. That is a tracking link. So they will track that you came from this channel and or podcast, which just allows them to say, OK, well, you got a certain amount of people to click it. Um, maybe we should continue to help him out and, and support his channel. That is that. Hit subscribe on the beat, like I said, and five-star rate and review. Let's get into it with some of the injury information that I think is going to be very notable, and there's a lot for this nine-game Saturday state that people have to watch out for. So starting with the Lakers, they're on a back-to-back, and it's really just news that LeBron and Anthony Davis said after the game that they will play in the second night of the back-to-back. That is not going to say that they won't be limited at all. Anthony Davis more so a shoulder concern here, but... It's just back-to-back. They said they're probable. That's all we have there. Really no impacted players since they're both probable, and there's no difference in their status. Keep an eye on if we get a minutes limit on either of them throughout the night. I imagine maybe an artificial minutes limit that we don't know about for Anthony Davis since he's coming off of a 35-plus-minute game last night. Damian Lillard is probable with a back injury, probable to return. It's going to affect C.J. McCollum, Point C.J. McCollum, uh, Afarini Simons. It's going to affect as well. Uh, Look, some other guys like Gary Trent who got in the rotation the last time out. You have Damian Lillard below $9,000 against Cleveland returning here with these back spasms. It's a really, really good spot for Damian Lillard in his 30% usage rate. Going to Miami, Justice Winslow continues to miss with a concussion. You're going to have Derek Jones Jr. continue to be out. So Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, all these guards and, and small, forward, um, small forwards like Jimmy Butler are going to be benefiting with no Justice Winslow. For Portland, Hassan Whiteside is also questionable. This is interesting. I think I factored this by salary. I'm supposed to factor this by team because we already went through Damian Lillard's status. So let me factor this by team now so we can hit on all the positions or really all the teams at once. So Portland, it's, it's, we talked about Damian Lillard, and then it's Hassan Whiteside questionable with a hip injury. Scott Labussiere and Carmelo Anthony would benefit if Hassan Whiteside is going to miss with this hip injury. Um, Going to Atlanta, Cam Reddish, who missed yesterday and was ruled out after being ruled probable that he would play, is now questionable today with a wrist injury. DeAndre, remember, went off for 40-plus fantasy points last night at DraftKings. So we'll see what happens with Cam Reddish after missing last night's front end of the back-to-back. For Chicago, just Chandler Hutchinson is doubtful with his shins, both shins, not just one injury. Shaq Harrison is somebody who's been continuing to start, and he saw 24 more minutes last night, or 23 more minutes and 24 fantasy points. Thad Young will also see some minutes off the bench, but probably minutes won't change as much for Thad Young. Uh, Indiana Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon continues to be doubtful with this back injury, unfortunately. While well, Jeremy Lamb is, is likely to play and start, it's going to also impact Aaron Holiday and TJ McConnell with no Malcolm Brogdon in. TJ McConnell says he will play. I think he's officially questionable, but I put him in here as probable. He says he will play. I imagine he still is behind Aaron Holiday, who has been performing quite nicely for them in, in the absence of Malcolm Brogdon. You're probably still going to get TJ McConnell. Coming off the bench behind Aaron Holiday, it'll also affect Justin Holiday's overall minutes. Jakar Sampson is questionable with the back injury that would help Doug McDermott pick up more minutes at the four. Uh, but now that you have Miles Turner's back, you're having Miles Turner start. You're having uh, um, Sabonis start at the, the four, and he Sabonis is playing big minutes up to thirty six plus. So really, T.J. Leif and Doug McDermott, if they get any more minutes, it would be like one or two or three more, just getting some backup four minutes where Jakar Sampson was usually playing. For Memphis, Grayson Allen is probably finally going to be playing with this ankle injury. It's going to affect, we'll see to an extent, Ty Jones, backup point guard. Marco Guterich, who's been starting at, or not starting, but getting at least some games. He gets a decent run into the 20s. Some will only play 10 at shooting guard, but Grayson Allen should be getting some more run at the flat of 30,000. I don't think he's in play, but he definitely affects some of his teammates. For New Orleans, not as many injuries as we were used to the last couple of games, but Derek Favors is going to be out today with a back injury. He's going to miss at least two more games. Julio Localfort is going to be questionable with an ankle injury, but if he is in, obviously no favors. Helps Julio Localfort a ton at a $3,900 very cheap tag on DraftKings, $7,600 very cheap tag over on Fantasy Draft. It will also help Jackson Hayes and Nicola Melli. If Julio Localfort is out, Jackson Hayes should continue to start. Nicola Melli should continue to see 20-plus minutes off the bench, potentially closer to mid-20s even. Josh Hart is questionable with an ankle injury. Injury, that will help J.J. Redick, Frank Jackson, one Moore. You could also go Nikhil Alexander-Walker, all these other types of players. It probably keeps J.J. Redick the most viable out of all those guys if, Redick, or if Josh Hart was to miss. The one thing I will say on Josh Hart, 4,800 on DraftKings, 9,400 on Fantasy Draft. He's finally not doubtful or out. Lately, he's been ruled doubtful or out on the injury reports the night before. So him being ruled questionable, it's at least a step in the right direction if he is indeed to miss. Uh, big news in Orlando, Aaron Gordon is going to be out with an ankle injury. Wes Owando, they already said, he's going to start in his place. Wes Owando is the flat minimum on DraftKings at $3,000 flat. Um, just to be honest with you, Wes Owando, he played a couple of times last year, years before. He's not good at all. Like He's $3,000 more times than not. It's a very if you, if you know who Terrence Ferguson is from the Oklahoma City Thunder, he can play 24, 25, 26 minutes. Owando, even 28, and really more times than not, not crack 15 fantasy points. So it's at least worth mentioning he'll be in the early interest because he is the flat minimum on a nine-game slate. But if any other value opens up, it'll probably be better. Terrence Ross should be able to stabilize his minutes in the upper 20s. He's been playing 26, 27, maybe even 28-plus now. Evan Fournier, whose price is coming up, should also see a nice bump. You could give more minutes and more upside to Jonathan Isaac. I mean, you know all these players, right? The other big news is Nikola Vucevic is supposed to miss at least four weeks. They already said that Cam Birch is going to be starting today in place of him, with Mo Obama continuing to be the backup. Al Camino should see more run as well, but the biggest difference here is just Ken Birch is probably going to play at least 28 minutes, probably closer to 30. Mobama Mo they've been very stabilized, giving him only really 15, 16 minutes off the bench, and if they continue to do that, and you just get Ken Burch playing 30 plus minutes at a $4,300 price tag. It's a really nice spot for Birch, who's also power forward eligible. I imagine he'll be one of the chalkier options today. Michael Carter-Williams is out with a hip injury. He's been the third-string point guard, seeing like five, six minutes a game. That will help Markel Fultz stabilize around 26 to 28 minutes. The other minutes will go to DJ Augustine. For Philadelphia, Josh Richardson missed last night. He's questionable with a hip injury tonight. He, uh, for Furcon McCorkmas started in his place last night. For San Antonio, Derek White missed the last two games, including last night's front end of the back-to-back. He's questionable tonight with a foot injury. Uh, Patty Mills, Bryn Forbes, DeJounte Murray, all the guards pretty much benefit there. And then Serge Ibaka is doubtful. So he's been pretty much ruled out, but now he's getting closer to playing. They said he's unlikely to play, so I put him in doubtful. You still have no Kyle Lowry there. Marcus Law, Chris Bouchard will be continuing to split the center minutes. Let's go on to the target offense sheet and hit that rate and review on the podcast. And please do hit the subscribe button over on the YouTube channel. Really appreciate all the support from everybody. Let me blow up the target offense sheet here. Um, Okay, cool. So the target offense sheet is blown up on the screen. You can screenshot it if you'd like. This comes along with the projections and my early interest pool and the injury dashboard. I also throw up into a spreadsheet over on Patreon uh, for the NBA stuff. So, uh, target offense sheet, we're still waiting on three games, team totals, in um, Orlando and and Indiana. It makes sense. There's a lot of guys doubtful and really out in that game that usually aren't. Milwaukee and Detroit, and then Utah and New Orleans. Again, lots of these games impacted by injury. Milwaukee and Detroit, the only one that's not, but I imagine Blake Griffin on a back-to-back and trying to see if he's going to play after playing 33 minutes the most that he's played last night. So... I think a couple of big things, we could start with that Milwaukee-Detroit one. I think that's a very interesting game, um, really because of the Detroit side. You have Andre Drummond's price point coming down again. For the far majority of the day yesterday, before we got some injury news, Andre Drummond was my number one value on the board. I had him ranking out as over a 6x value at 52 fantasy points. He goes ahead and scores 50, has a very nice game. And then his price tag comes down to 8,300 on a back-to-back now where... He's been playing his fine minutes on back-to-back, but Blake Griffin, the only other back-to-back that Blake Griffin's been able to play this season, he was ruled out after playing the first night ever this season on the front end of that back-to-back. So after coming off of 33 minutes, I think they have just Blake Griffin unleashed. Like, I think he's just going to continue to play like these 33, 35 minutes and he's fine, but maybe they'd be a little bit more precautious one more day. And if that's the case, $8,300 Andre Drummond is just a smash play. Either way, I think he's a smash play here. Um... Against Milwaukee, definitely a tougher of matchups in terms of having a big center in Brook Lopez against him, but it's really tough for me to get away from Andre Drummond at 8,300 when in terms of fantasy points allowed per slate, the third most out of these 18 teams is what Milwaukee gives up to centers. Some of the higher total games on the slate, you have Atlanta and Toronto. Toronto has the highest total as of right now. We're still waiting on six teams. I imagine that might change when you have uh, New Orleans on the slate, although they're playing a, a very good defensive team in Utah. So you have, you have right now the highest total, 115.5 for Toronto. Yeah, and a lot of things stand out. You still have a cheap Fred VanVleet who, since Kyle Lowry went out, For Everyone Leeds' price point, as of right now where it is, it's only gone up $400, $7,300 for a guy at minimum is going to play probably 36, and that's the bare minimum, 36 minutes in this game. On average, we'll play 38 to 40, and as the upside to play 41 or 42 against Atlanta, it's been a spot that you target players against. Uh, They're projected to add a a possession and a half or so here um, for Toronto in this game nice pace up spot one of the higher pace spots in the slate projected to have 105.7 possessions in my model Uh, according to that this is pretty much right around tied for second on the slate nice overall total of 223 and a half is the highest on the slate it's a nice spot you have the most fantasy points allowed on this slate given up to the point guard position by Atlanta so ding 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 another really nice spot for a guy like Fred VanVleet who will continue to play huge minutes Toronto has a a lot of nice attractive pieces I I continue to like Siakam, even at 9100 minutes have been down the last two games one was because of a blowout one was because well both were because of a blowout. Out. He played 20 plus minutes uh, in each of the last two games. He just there is my alarm, very loud. And I apologize, uh, but there is um, I was up an hour and a half ago. I don't I set so many uh, alarms just in case. But regardless, Toronto's team once again looks nice as a very concentrated offense in terms of you're going to get Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam. You know, very little uh, aspects of the Norman Pals of the world who pushes R.H.J. really out of fantasy relevance for now. The O.J. and Anobis, whose price point is up to a spot I don't really want to get to. Marcus Saul on the slate where there's a lot of better center options, I believe. So it's really just Fred Van Vliet 1, then Pascal Siakam 2 for me. On the opposite side, you have Atlanta on a back-to-back. Trey Young's price in the 9K plus range. Very steep price point. Uh, based on the matchup, I probably don't get there as much. Only a one hundred and eighteen total. There's 7.5 point underdogs. Again, nice pace spot overall here, but Atlanta Jabari Parker's price point stands out, although a really tough matchup on a back-to-back. Nothing else stands out, regardless of that. Um, it's really just Jabari for me. Don't really have as much interest in Trey Young as of right now today, unless we get more value. Then maybe I go there. There's just some other players up in that range that Trey Young's right around Anthony Davis, and if I think Anthony Davis has stabilized price point. I'll get to Anthony Davis. Trey Young is going to project out very similar for me as a guy like, honestly, Andre Drummond, who is a thousand plus dollars cheaper. I imagine Drummond projects out for about 52 fantasy points for me today. I imagine Trey Young projects out for somewhere in that neighborhood of like the 54. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go down at that point. Obviously, Trey Young has a much bigger ceiling, I would say, than Drummond, especially with Blake Griffin back. But It's also a spot where his ceiling was coming out early and often on very unsustainable threes, I mean, or or unsustainable shooting. He was shooting 50% of his shots from three and had an above average, well above average um, three-point rate that just wasn't going to stabilize, and we've seen that come down as of late, but his price point is not. So it's not a spot that I'm going to say he can't just have a spike three-point game here because he surely can. He shoots them uh, well enough, but it's a difficult matchup for an increased price point on a nine-game slate. If he's unowned, it's a spot where maybe you force your hand a little bit and get more, but Right now, it's not a priority. The Lakers, second highest total on the slate as of right now, 114.25 against Memphis. Look, it's going to be a... Memphis plays really fast. It's, it's actually the opposite of last year. Last year, you have looked at this and said, wow, Memphis is going to slow this game down. The Lakers are going to speed it up. It's actually the opposite. The Lakers are playing around league pace in, in average, maybe slightly below. Memphis is playing well above league pace. Right now on this slate, Memphis is ranked as the third fastest pace team, only behind Milwaukee, who is the fastest, and New Orleans, which is the second fastest team. So Memphis right now is... Just sprinting up and down the court. There's seven and a half point on the dogs in this one. Again, for the Lakers, LeBron and AD are expected to play. So I mean that just makes it that LeBron is in play, but he's expensive. AD's in play. I think he's fairly priced. It's just a matter of how much do you trust the minutes? Rondo has been back now three games. In a row, seeing 20 plus minutes, uh, which is nice as a value if indeed we don't get any more value. But I think we already have enough value with guys like Ken Birch um, in some other spots in that lower price range. Lonzo Ball's only 4,500 today, uh, although potentially limited minutes. So the Lakers are just a wash. It's like I like Anthony Davis. I'm probably not going to get to LeBron's price point. I really want to play guys like Kyle Kuzma, but I would need to see Anthony Davis out. So for right now, it's just Anthony Davis, LeBron, and outside interest on the Memphis side. Uh, Joe Val's a fair price point. He's going to get a good matchup here, a top four matchup on the slate. Fourth best in terms of fantasy points allowed is but the Lakers give up the centers. He's 6,200. It's a fair price point. Um, the minutes limit seems to be off. He's played 30 minutes now this season, uh, upper 20s many of times. So he's in play. John Moran's probably the guy to get to the most here for Memphis. And then it's just the secondary Memphis, quote unquote, values with Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder's Brandon Clark. I don't really need to get to those on a four game slate. I probably prefer John Morant and um, Jonas Valanciunas in that order, but they're both secondary options for me today. Portland has a nice one twelve and a half and a half team total. That is the third highest on the slate as of right now. And yeah, it's going to be hard today for me not to get to Damian Lillard. I really like once again, yesterday I went for the balance approach outside of some lineups with Anthony Davis, who ended up having a nice night. We know that Luca went for 60 plus again, Harding goes for 70 plus. So if you got to any decent value, you probably had a really nice stars and scrubs night because the stars went off and you just needed some type of a scrub in the lower range um, to go off. And that's kind of what usually you get. Um, once again, tonight, there's value. Ken Burch is $4,300. we will probably get more value on a nine-game slate with lots of injury designations. So I'm fine getting to Stars and Scrubs, but I'm also fine going balanced. Like $8,900 Damian Lillard against Cleveland and, and, and Darius Garland and Carlin Sexton in this undersized backcourt is a is a great spot. Obviously, he's coming off injuries, so we don't know what to expect. But you don't think he would be out there and ruled in as of yesterday afternoon, probable. So it seems like they're pretty confident in his health five-point favorites. Um, Portland's going to have a big pace down spot again against Cleveland, about two and a half possessions to lose, which is concerning. But look, Lillard's been in the mid-9K range all year. 8,900, in my opinion, is too cheap of a tag. I really like the idea of getting to like an Andre Drummond at 83 and a Lillard at 89, building your lineup around those two top end guys. Find one or two 4K values and then live in the 6K range for your lineup. Again, this is what my lineup and my thought process on lineup construction is 12 and a half hours before lock. But I like the balanced approach when you have guys like Drummond, who is usually a 9K plus player and probably should be, and Lillard, who definitely should be a 9K plus player in this matchup. So yeah, for um, for Miami or, or for Portland, it's really just Damian Lillard. Hassan White said if he starts, is still too cheap at his price point, although it's a really difficult rebounding matchup against Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. I probably avoid it more times than not. So for me, it's really just getting to Portland. McCollum's price point is now not, it's too high. Like it's its priced for Lillard not being in there. So I don't think you can get there with any reasonable expectation. Same thing for Simons, all these secondary options and Mello, uh, Kent Bazemore, Rodney Hood. In my opinion, they're all really bad value. On the Cleveland side, I think that Tristan Thompson's price comes up to 6100 $400 since last night. They are on a back-to-back. Kevin Love at 8K just not anything that's a priority here colin sexton's price point in a very good matchup a second most fantasy or third most fantasy points allowed per game is this portland defense two point guards but sexton's just been terrible Darius garland potentially is going to lose his starting rotation spot they're saying and that's one of the more difficult spots in the slate um playing against cj mccollum so honestly like the thing that i would prioritize the most here is um if you wanted to get to Kevin Love against Carmelo Anthony, I think that's okay. That's definitely fantastic. And then after that, if you want to take stabs and Colin Sexton, but you probably have better guard options. So for me from Cleveland, it's really just getting to probably Kevin Love. If you get Hassan Whiteside out and B Sierra starting, who is not a traditional center, he'll shoot three-pointers. He'll stay outside of the paint. Then I think Tristan Thompson there's a little bit more of an advantage, at least on the offensive side and also defensive rebounding. Um, So yeah, for right now, if Scala is starting, I'd have more interest in Thompson than Love. But if not, if it's Whiteside, it's really just Love and an outside chance from the game in general. It's Lillard above all of these other guys couple other games, Charlotte and Chicago both have a nice total. Uh, Chicago's a one-point favorite, 110.25 team total for Charlotte or for Chicago. Charlotte is a 109.25. You had a really nice first half from Devontae Graham last night. Scores about 30, and he only finishes with 40. I don't know if there was blowout or what there, but going right back to the wall with Devontae Graham, who's 7,100 against a poor Chicago defense. I like that option. Terry Rozier at the same exact spot as shooting guard. I like that option. Going down low, you had P.J. Washington finally get minutes and do well. They're not going to be priorities to big here, Washington or Cody Zeller. You just have already built-in value. So for me, it's number one, Devontae Graham. Number two, um, Terry O'Gier. The concern for Terry O'Gier is actually real right now. So you see Devontae Graham playing worse since he's been with the starters, um, but that's to be expected because there's guys who have usage on this team that usually aren't on the bench, right? You're not coming off the bench with um, Dwayne Bacons of the world. And then all these backups for the most part, right? Marvin Williams, who have no usage on this team. You're going to Terry Rogier, who has usage, and some other players, Smiles Bridges, who has a decent amount of usage. So now that he's starting, his production should be dropped, although we didn't see that in the first half. But I think he's still fine at the price point based on just the amount of shots he's going to shoot. Like, more times than not, he'll shoot 10 3s, and if he's having a decent night, he hits 4 or 5 of those. It's going to be a huge night, as it was trending to be in the first half last night. Terry Rogier also obviously takes a hit in usage and also assists rate, the biggest piece with Devonte Graham in the starting rotation. But I think they're both at a fair price point. Rozier is definitely a secondary interest of mine, whereas Devontae Graham is more of maybe not a priority, but he's definitely above. He's in the middle, mid-range of a priority, uh, and he's just a really good play. He's not a priority, but he's not a secondary interest. He's kind of just falling in between of that. Uh, On the Chicago side, look, there's going to be a slate where Zach Levine just drops 40 real points, 35 real points, and he has a 60-point fantasy night. This guy does it like once a month, once in a month and a half. Um, he's at 6600 Obviously, the spot where you would like to get it was when he's dirt cheap. So uh, Zach Levine, if you want to take stabs on this type of a player, you can go ahead and do it. 6600 I think, is the price point to do it at. He's usually a $7,000 player, flat $7,100 player. The price point's coming down in a nice matchup against uh, Charlotte here. I think it's okay. You get Laurie Marketing, Wendell Carter Jr. I have more interest in Carter Jr. here, who's been a little bit more stable of a producer. Um, but you have Charlotte giving up the most points in the paint. They've been doing that all season long. Uh, when your defense is really just P.J. Washington, a rookie, Marvin Williams, and a very old man, <laughs> and, and then Cody Zeller, who can't stay on the court. I think Zeller is a very fine and okay center, but is the best option you have. Yeah, you're going to give up a lot of points in the paint, a lot of defensive rebounds or offensive rebounds. So, yeah, I think marketing's in play. I like Wendell Carter Jr. as well. Okay, so those are about, uh, what, five or six of the games so far in this slate. Let's get into the early interest. And then we can close out this episode. So early interest is just a bunch of players that I have early interest in going down. Obviously, I'm not going to name every single player. There's top end guys that aren't on here that I think are fine plays. If you want to get to them and prioritize Giannis at 12,000, you can. It's just not something that I'm going to list on here. Um, But if look, there's 18 players in this player pool. If, If I was entering 150 tonight, which I sometimes do, then I would probably have closer to like 45 or 50 players in my player pool, 45 right around there. So the fact that there's only 18, obviously I'm going to have like two and a half times the amount that you're seeing on here. It's just that I don't have the, I don't think we have the time to go through the 45 players that are in a player pool because lots of the time, about 10 of those are just value plays that you really don't have much interest in other than it's just a pricing thing. So as of right now, early in the morning, these are some of the guys who stand out as maybe priorities. Anthony Davis at $10,000 flat, $18,100 on fantasy draft. Again, he said he's probable with the shoulder injury for the back-to-back. Is Can there be phantom minutes limit as he's playing 35 minutes a game? Yes. Honestly, if Anthony Davis plays 32 minutes, he's probably still too cheap at ten k flat against Memphis, who's been one of the poor rebounding teams, even with Joe Val there. Um, just one of the poor rebounding teams. You're going to get Davis in a nice spot. Damian Lillard at 8900 Right there is one of the cheaper options on the slate. Again, a small backcourt. Uh, really bad defenders in Collin Sexton. Darius Garland, obviously a rookie, so you're never going to be that great. Nice team total at 112.5. Drummond, once again, I imagine that early in the morning he's going to grade out as one of my better values and one of my best plays. He graded out for 52 fantasy points. I, I mentioned that on... Instagram last night. That was actually one of the things. So follow me over there on Instagram. Sal Betri linked up down below. I mentioned that Drummond was my favorite play. He was grading out for 52 points. And then I just asked the question, who was your favorite play to pay up for? Some people said Drummond last night. One guy said Harden. And that's a good idea because he went for 71. Uh, Luca was a popular answer. So definitely head out over there. We'll do some fun things like that. But He's just in a smash spot here. Um, Milwaukee is a good defensive team as a unit, um, but with Middleton out, it it gets a little bit worse, and it's a spot where Drummond's overall positioning is really hard to defend. He's just a freak who's going to probably have 15-plus rebounds. He's averaging 16 rebounds a game, which is insane. Obviously, Blake Green being back should hit that a little bit, but not all that much. This is usually what this guy does. 2020 upside is Drummond's kind of forte. When you look at 2020, Drummond is probably the definition of that for this season, at least, and last season. DeMonte Sabonis price point coming down as Miles Turner is back in the lineup, but he continues to just be the guy who's benefactoring of all this. Look, this is an Orlando team that's not the same Orlando team. They're not as big. They don't have Nikola Vucevic, which is a huge loss. They don't have Aaron Gordon at the three. They're going to have Jonathan Isaac at the four, Ken Burch at the five, and Wes Owando at the three. Uh, still a, a okay defensive team, but nowhere near as good, right? It's not an elite defensive team. It's definitely below average now. So Sabonis is in play for me. Uh, Miles Turner is in play for me at $6,000 flat. It's just a really good matchup for these guys. Uh, honestly, I probably prefer Miles Turner at 6K. I think Sabonis has the bigger upside to go for a 45 50 plus point day but Turner's also 6k and if you told me how often does Turner get to 35 compared to Savonis getting to 45 I think Turner gets a 35 more often in this matchup Again, he'll be primarily going up against Mobamba and Ken Birch today. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's price point just it, it, Donovan Mitchell's price point only goes from seventy seven hundred to seventy nine hundred. I'm almost positive. Now he gets a very good matchup against New Orleans. Pace up spot here. Um, team total not out yet, but he's shooting guard eligible. Uh, coming off of a back to back last night where he scored like forty four fantasy points in an okay mediocre game uh, against Golden State. Look, it, there's just a lot of guys in this team. Mike Conley being one of them, right next to him. Bojan being another one that. It's going to have to be a night where Donovan Mitchell just says, I'm going to dominate the game. Uh, New Orleans is a nice spot to be able to do that defensively uh, in terms of the matchup. He's not a priority for me because I think the low 7K range is very intriguing. And we'll get to that now. Fred VanVleet's minutes are up against Atlanta. Really nice spot. Highest team total on the slate. Give me some Fred VanVleet tonight. Devontae Graham price point up $200 since last night. Again, since he's entered the starting rotation, he's going to play about 32 to 34, probably closer to 34 minutes per game. He has a usage rate close to 27 this season. Assist rate is up. It's a nice spot for Devontae Graham. Again, he had 30 points in the first half last night. Only finishes with 40. I'm going to have to go back and look at what happened. Julius Randle, 6,800. San Antonio, has the Spurs have been atrocious. This is not your same, your mom and dad, your mom and pop's um, San Antonio defense. They've been bad really bad. Uh, so Julius Randle at 6,800. We saw it last week around this time. He had a blow up spot. He went for 50 plus fantasy points. I'm not going to say that he goes for 50 tonight, but at 6,800, he's the type of player who can very much so 6, 7x for you pretty easily tonight, get you 45 or so fantasy points just the way that he plays. And the rebounding upside will be there for a guy who is on the court over 33 minutes per game. And it's an insane usage rate as a power forward of 26.2% this season. Hassan Whiteside is in yellow for me. I'm actually going to remove him. I don't have as much interest. At 6,400, he's cheap. uh, But the matchup is just really brutal in terms of rebounding upside. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. at 6,200. You could also throw Laurie Markkinen on this list, although his price point is up. I'd prefer getting to Wendell Carter, who's power forward eligible. 6,200 against Charlotte, giving up the most points in the paint, giving up the most defensive rebounding opportunities. We already touched on Miles Turner at 6K. Jeremy Lamb is teammates at 5,900 with potentially and probably right now doubtful uh, is Malcolm Brogdon. So Lamb's been very stable this year. If you get a very hot shooting night from Lamb, he'll probably score 40. But he's pretty much going out there and doing exactly what this price point says, scoring 30 to 32 fantasy points for you. He's a stable player who can fit into shooting guard and small forward spots, which is very rare. And it helps set you out to fill out the rest of your lineup, seeing a ton of minutes per game, 33. Usage rate is up to 21.4. And a lot of that is with Brogdon this season. Yeah, I do like Jeremy Lamb in this spot. I prefer his teammate across a different position, Turner, for $100 more. Getting into some of these values, don't really have conviction around a lot of them, but excuse me. But I do think that um, Bruce Brown is $4,700. he has been playing well back-to-back. Last night played 33 minutes. He's not somebody that I die to play, but he's, he's in play at least. Tyler Hero continues to see 26, 28 minutes with no Justice Winslow out there. Here's another guy who you're relying on a shot and a brutal matchup against Philly, but he'll come off the bench and get maybe some a little bit better of matchups. I prefer Bruce Brown to Hero at the same price on both DraftKings, 4700 and Fantasy Draft, 9200 Lonzo Ball is only 4500 I get it. It's the number one defense overall this season in Utah, but he only played, he was limited to 20 minutes off the bench in the last game. He played 19. Uh, if you if we get news that Lonzo Ball is not going to have a minutes limit and he's going to start in this one, I don't care what the matchup is. A $4,500 Lonzo Ball playing 32 plus minutes. He's a guy who scores 25-plus fantasy points way more times than not, probably closer to 30. $4,500 Lonzo Ball, if there's no minutes limit, and he's back in the starting rotation today, is a top two or three value play on the slate. Um, Ken Burch at 4,300 is another one, probably the value play on the slate against the Pacers today. It's a really tough, difficult rebounding matchup with Turner back in and with bonus there. Burch at 4,300, I imagine he plays at least 26 minutes to bomb is 22 they're really being limiting bomb until around 18 16 at best minutes per game so i think birch probably gets a an extended run here i don't think they'll go small with isaac at the five so uh, that is jonathan isaac so i think you get birch maybe playing 28 minutes at the center That's really hard to pass up at 4300 uh, they've already proactively priced him to an extent but not high enough the andre at 4300 cam reddish missed yesterday questionable today point guard small forward eligible which is very interesting no longer point guard shooting guard eligible, although he played shooting guard last night. Very odd. bemry went for 40 plus last night. We'll see what the ownership is because the price point only comes up $200 since last night. Uh, minutes, he'll probably play 30 plus. Uh, it, it's not a spot, though, that you can continue to think that uh, DeAndre bemry he had three steals in the first four minutes last night. Four total steals in the game. This is a guy who might get one steal in the game. So obviously he scores 40 plus points, um, but you're taking away right off the top six because of steals. He shoots lights out. He's not going to have nearly as many assists um, moving forward with Trey Young in the starting rotation, a guy who's tops in the league right there, around there and assists. So um, Benry at 4,300 is a fine value if nothing else opens up. But if he becomes on a nine-game slate, 35 like he was percent owned last night, if not higher because of his performance last night, just know that that's the outlier and not the norm um, even when he starts. Wes last guy, I have him in yellow. $3,000 $3,000 flat minimum on DraftKings, $6,000 flat minimum on Fantasy Draft. He's just, he's he's cheap. Obviously, he's starting at the three. He's going to be in a more difficult matchup against TJ Warren. It's not a spot that I want to be jamming Wes Wando into all my lineups. Again, if you go back and look, look at Wes Wando, even if he plays 28 minutes in this one, more times than not, he probably won't crack 20 fantasy points for you. You just don't need that. So we'll keep an eye on it. I'll look into the rate on Wes Wando. It'll be updated in the projections later today. You can check those out linked up down below on patreon i appreciate you tuning into this youtube video and podcast episode please do hit the subscribe button before you leave for the podcast users if you could hit that five star rate and review how those ears doing i really do appreciate that check out my social media Salvetry dfs on twitter Salvetry on instagram and facebook you can check those out linked up down below are some free strategy guides and my patreon exclusive podcast i appreciate you all tuning in my name's sal have a great rest of your saturday peace out gang